Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. Good to have you here, man. Been a strange week for me. Uh, even to, you two don't want to get a personal shit, but you've had a tough week. I've had a tough week. Um, and uh, one of the things that happened to me this week was my sister came through town on her way to North Dakota. And uh, we were sitting watching the press conference where Andrew Cuomo resigned. And I'm watching it going, wow, it sounds like he's going there. Is he actually going to do it? And he did. Uh, so anyway, we, we talked about it last week. B- basically, you said he's got to go. I didn't think for a second he would. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, okay. this, is, this was the move I anticipated coming. This was the right move. Now, the caveat to this is... You know, had he been had he been Republican, he would still be in office. He would not have resigned. <laughs> he would have doubled down on his behavior, and he would have been supported and backed by his party and his supporters, and he'd still be in office, right? That's a, that is absolutely true. Um, you know, and and depending on the makeup of the legislature in New York, would they have impeached him if they were more Republicans and Democrats? Then no, right? Like because they don't really care about sexual assault, rape. Right. You know, trafficking gra- minors, gra- gra- whatever. Grab I mean, by the pussy, yes. It's, I, I mean, you know, I mean, the biggest reason why Trump was able to continue his campaign and eventually be elected was because his party didn't really push back on the idea or, or they accepted, like, what he said, yeah. right? They accepted his behavior um, and they defended it basically saying, well, you're just attacking him because you don't like him. It's like, well, no, we typically don't like our public and national and you know, leaders to, to be sexual predators, right? Bragging about sexually assaulting women. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, say that's bad. Right. I mean, we kind of dragged Bill Clinton over it, and we still do to a degree. So I, I, mean, I mean, like, and rightfully so, right? I mean, like, I like Bill Clinton, but he's a creep, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, I met the guy in person, you know, in person, shook his hand, and it was an amazing experience, but I'm not a girl with nice tits, so I didn't have to worry about getting, you know, a finger in my ass. So, you know, it's just... Um, I think with Cuomo, this was the right thing to do. I think it was the right thing to do politically, ethically, all, all those things. It checks sure. all those boxes. I, you know, and again, it's really a shame that this is the standard for Democrats, but it's not the same across the aisle. You know what I mean? Like it's just like we, we saw this with Al Franken. I was never an Al Franken fan. I know you were a fanboy. I'm a huge fan of Al Franken. Um, yes. I thought it was, I, you know, I kind of am wavering on it a little bit. Now, I was pretty okay with it before with him resigning or being pushed out or however that went down. I can't even remember. Um, I, I think less... I, I he, think, resigned, he fell on his sword. Right, 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 right. And I think now maybe he should have pushed back more, but he was just receiving so much pressure to resign that I thought it was the right move. I kind of still do. I'm trying to, like, remove my bias. Like, I didn't like him, so I was fine with him leaving. Um, I think looking back strategically... Maybe it wasn't the right move, right? Maybe he should have fought it. But at the time, you have to remember, there was so much pressure with the Me Too movement and Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cott and all these other, you know, known predators that I think that there was what I call, you know, the overcorrection. I think Al Franken got swept into the overcorrection. I don't think this is an overcorrection here. I think Cuomo really had set himself up for failure with his behavior. And you know where I stand on this. If in 2000, I will go as far back as to 2010, right? If you, as a man, can't keep your hands and your dumbass comments to yourself and to, I don't give a fuck what they did in 1950, right? And also, that's a terrible reference, right? You say all the time, oh, I wish I could be like Mad Men. You fucking dumbass. You seriously want to go back to a time where everybody was fucking oppressed and you were the only one winning? That makes you a dick, Right, I like, never not, argued that I'm a dick. <laughs> right, like, but, but, no, but no, what I'm I saying is, like, you gotta understand, like, sure. like when you, like, when you say, like, oh, I wish that, like, what you're saying is, like, I mean, like, I know what you're saying okay. is, like, I right. wish I could just drink during the day in my office and slap Patty on the ass, but at the same time, like, there's, we can't ignore the context, right? right. And I, like, well, like, I mean, we could, you are, 
right, to make a bit and a joke, but at the same time, like I like I can't accept that, right? And I have to push back and just say, like, it's been unacceptable. Everything that Cuomo did was completely unacceptable as the leader of the state, right? Like you're the you're literally the governor. You're the top of the state. Like so, I'm sorry that you're lonely. I'm sorry that you're. What, did his wife die, or is he just divorced? I don't know if he's ever been married. I, I, I really don't. I, I don't know. But I, I have to defend myself a bit, though. I've always said that, you know, if I was being completely selfish and being a dick, yes, 1950 would be awesome. But it was wrong then. It's wrong today. And you shouldn't point back to it. I, I don't know. I just came... I don't know if you've ever... That's the first time you've ever said that. I don't <laughs> believe that's accurate, but... Anyway, okay. Anyway, um, I was I was shocked that he actually did step down. I didn't think he would t- take the step. I think it was the right thing to do, and I apologize because I jumped over the top we were supposed to start with, which is Afghanistan. Well, but going back to Cuomo, the, and here's the thing with him. I think part of the reason he has to resign is I think there was a lot of evidence about his behavior that was an issue, and then you also had that lingering thing with that happened with the nursing homes. And COVID, right? Now, you're, you're, you're thinking that the focus of this impeachment is only going to be on his behavior with that. But if you're the Republicans, how would you, would you really let that slide, right? Like, if you want to bury a guy, like, you just go and bury him, whether it's within the bounds. It's one of those things where you just do it and ask for forgiveness later, right? Um, and so, and it's an impeachment. It's not like a, it's not a court. It's not like we're in a courtroom in a state or, or federal court or something like that. So the, the rules of disclosure are going to be completely different. Um, I just think that he knew that he was open, opening himself up to some pretty murky waters that he wasn't really going to be able to swim out of. And so he is, air quotes, falling on his sword, so to speak, you know, so we can just get back let's to governing. Forward, let's move forward, right? But, I mean, I think this was the smart move to protect himself no, as well. The, the, the covering up of, of the uh, COVID deaths in, in nursing homes was something that really... So I was never an Andrew Cuomo fan. And then when COVID became a big deal, he seemed like the responsible governor who was out in front of things. He seemed like, well, if you listen to Trump talk about it, you're listening to this guy just, you know, spewing nonsense. Cuomo got that vibe of being the, you know, voice of America for on that issue. And then you found out, well, he was also shoving some really ugly details under the rug. And he went right back into my fuck you zone. Just, yeah. you know, I, yeah. So I, I feel nothing. For Andrew Cuomo, no, and, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have any sympathy, empathy for him. Like again, like he did this to himself. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't think this was a political hit job. I think that he did this to himself because he also admits that he, he was just like, oh well, I'm not a pervert, I'm just Italian. Those are his words, they're not mine, <laughs> right? It's just like, well, I, I don't know, Andrew. I mean, like, I, I mean, there's plenty of Italians that don't fucking try to finger girls in the butt while they're walking down the hall. So I mean. I'm I don't only, know. I'm only half Italian, but I can. I have a zero finger <laughs> butt in the hall. Right. Uh, I record. mean, so anyway, I just, um, you know, I again, no sympathy or empathy for me for for Cuomo. I think it was the right move for him. Although on, you know, on the big political stage, you know, if this were the other side, you know, I mean, like, look, Matt Gates is still in <laughs> office, and this dude, like, they, like he, it, it feels like it's kind of gone away to a degree, but from what I hear in Washington, it hasn't. Um, it's a timing issue. There's an evidence issue, um, but they're they're working on it, and eventually, the the you know the bell is going to toll for him as well. I, I mean, I, now no when fan, I no, don't no fan of Matt Gates, but one thing we know for certain is he's a creepy douchebag. Whether or not he's yeah, guilty of sex I, trafficking, I, see, but, but here's he's showing off pictures. Look, we know this, right? But again. Like, if you want, like, my goal at the end for a guy like Matt Gates is I want to bury him, right? I want, I just, I want to bury, I, that's the type of guy you want to bury under the jail, right? Like, and so to do that, like, in order to do that, like, you got to stack everything up against him. You got to cross all your T's and dot all your I's. You want to lay this case out in a way uh, that is irrefutable, right? Like, so again, like, I, I don't care, like, because here's the thing whether he's a creepy douchebag or Mother Teresa, if he's, Taking kid like seventeen year old kids from Florida to New York for sex to get paid and have sex with other people, I don't care what your persona is, like that the 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 one that's doing the sex trafficking is the one that I want to bury, right? Like so I don't want to get caught up in the he's a creepy douchebag and he's this and he's that name calling and all that other shit. I, I like I want them to build a case against him and I want to bury him. I want his political career to be over. I want. I don't want this guy to be able to do anything short of be someone's prison bitch 
for an extended period of time for a very long and, and, and uncomfortable time for him. And one thing he has shown throughout his history is his ability to duck legal bullets because of his dad, because of his family's wealth. So yeah, you're right. You can't. Right. You can't. And have... I just. I, and I hope that this is the one that he can't dodge. But I don't have faith in that right now, right? Because we're just we're not seeing any sort of movement. I'm hearing that it's there, and you know, it's kind of the it's... lull before the storm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, right? I mean, it's hard to say with with what's going on at the DOJ. There's a lot of shuffling going on. A lot of people in and out. So we'll see. Right. And there were a lot of groups. Um. Um. The Young Turks come to mind where they were like saying, oh. We're on the corner. This is going to happen. That was like four months ago. Right. So you swung too soon there, Jank Younger and uh, and friends. Um, and yeah, and, and we said that's on our, our show. Like when it happens, we'll talk about it. But right. right now, it's a lingering possibility. He does have a lot of political connections. I think he's a complete scumbag. So I <laughs> hope he goes down. But I'm not going to set a clock to it. No. No. no, but anyway, again, I jumped over Afghanistan, and that's a big fucking deal right now because Afghanistan is heading very much towards Taliban rule again. Yeah, and but you know, t- I mean, two thirds of all the major cities have fallen to Taliban rule. Um, you do have some citizens that have decided to take up arms against the Taliban to fight with, uh, you know, the, the trained forces that we have there. But I mean, it's it's really only a matter of time, and. You know, I read an article in the Washington Post that it was just talking to different veterans that had spent time in Afghanistan. And um, I also had an opportunity to talk with a Afghan veteran, right? Like, so you know that I was I was uh, home in my hometown of Youngstown for a funeral um, of uh, a, a friend of mine, uh, one of my oldest and longest friends. His older brother passed away. He was only 47, of a heart attack. And one of his best friends, um, who's now a police officer, uh, was an Af- Afghan vet. You okay. know, he did a couple tours in Afghanistan, a couple in Iraq. And, um, you know, he said the worst part about it, and there was the same sentiment in this entire article, but the worst part about all this is he spent all that time over there in the heat and the humidity and the cold, uh, getting shot at, blowing shit up, blowing up, you know, getting... Shit right. blown up on top of just all the other shit, you know, the shit constantly it, at risk of dying, right? You know, everything that he still deals with now, um, which makes me a little bit nervous that he's a cop, but okay. Um, and then his question is the same as everybody else all for what you know, we went over there, we were there, we you know, tried to do as much as we could, but in reality, like that type of tribal war is not something that American forces are built to really deal with, right, on any sort of level, right? And and this, if this doesn't prove it, you were there for 20 fucking years. Yeah. You were there for 20 fucking years, right, and you pull out, you're not even all the way gone, and in, in less than, what, a few months, everything that you did just might as well wiped away. It'll all be gone by the end of the year. Unless you were there for 20 years, and it has taken the Taliban less than a year to say, all right, well, we're, okay, that, okay, glad you're gone. Now, now we thanks run. For, thanks all, for playing. Yeah. Now we run all the things, and I mean the Soviets invaded uh, Afghanistan in the uh, seventy nine eighty era. Did not go well. Didn't go well. We, I understood why we went. I mean nine eleven hit me as hard as you know. Don't forget the British. Here. The British did it back <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the, the, nineteen was it nineteen nineteen? Where, where World didn't War? the British fuck up though? <laughs> Sorry, but they fucked up most of the planet. Um, it's true, <laughs> but it's it's. I don't know what what did Vic, what would victory have looked like? We've been you and I have been asking that question now for a while, and I think really the United States as a whole, everywhere from the Department of Defense to yeah. different presidents, oh, so uh, the people whose job it is to know what victory yes, looks like. Yes, <laughs> every, right. I mean, and and you know, the Washington Post also released the Afghanistan papers. Um, which, you know, basically goes through the entire war from beginning up until, I don't know, maybe like 18 months ago. And if you go through and you read, like, I can't tell you I read every page of it, but, I mean, I read hundreds of pages. And I come to the same conclusion that after the first couple of years, we didn't know why we were there. We just knew we were there, and we knew we needed to stay, and there was a lot of money tied to us staying. 
but other than that, like, there's no real good, clear answer. And anyone who tells you that there was, they're lying. There's no doubt that they're lying. And I guarantee you that they're going to feed you a bunch of circular bullshit jargon, right? That doesn't say anything. Uh, the war on terrorists leaves a bigger picture than you understand. and uh... Right. And it's going to be all of that sort of stuff, which, I mean, you will be able to, if you take it and break it down piece by piece, it will all be bullshit. There'll be no substance behind it because they don't know. Right, it's just one of those things we got ourselves into, and we didn't have an end game. I think ultimately the end game was go find Bin Laden, right? right. Go find Bin Laden and his terror, you know, his terror entity, his cells, and all that other shit, and destroy him. And once you realized it was bigger than Bin Laden to a degree, you you had a choice to make. And they, it was one of those things where, you know, what do we say with the pandemic, right? You got to go all, you got to go put your whole ass right, into right. it. No half ass. Right. Yep. Can't half ass it. You got to put your whole ass. And then once again, the United States, we didn't, we didn't, we definitely didn't whole ass it. And we didn't even half ass it. We put a piece of ass in it. And now we've got a shit storm. And we dropped so many bombs. I mean, it was almost like it was, it was a, a munitions testing site for 10 years. Listen, think about this. My cousin Maya is here. Yes, she is. Lovely. Maya, how old are you? 23. She's 23. She was three when this started. Right. So her, basically her entire life, we've been at war in Afghanistan. Wow. Yeah. Right. And there are kids who, there are kids who, who, who have been born, right, three years after her, who their whole life there has been at war. They've been deployed in Afghanistan in a war that started before they were born. Right. Yep. And it just, I, and, and. Is is it fixable? It, it's it's hard for me, and I think it's not everyone. fixable by us. We've been there for twenty well, fucking years, so we no, got like, what the fuck are we doing? What are, if it's I, fixable? We're we, not a part of the answer, right? It, but is it even fixable? I don't know, because th- it's hard for me, and I think for most people, most Americans, to get their head around the idea of what Afghanistan is in twenty twenty one. It is still a tribal region with almost no infrastructure. I mean, it's. It's right. it's a bunch no of infrastructure, tribes. not a lot of education, and at the end of the day, not every place can be the United States, or not every place can be Tokyo and Japan, not every place can be the UK, not every place on the planet is going to be this capitalistic democ- d- democracy republic with a government and voting and McDonald's and Starbucks on every corner and everybody living in nice houses and cars. Like not every place is going to be like that on Earth. You can't sure. get all those places. To, to where they, one, they don't necessarily want to be where we're at um, in some instances, right? And like in, in, in others, like they're just, I, I, don't, I don't know, but we can't force, we can't build what in our we, image, what, right? What, what does our record in nation build? It's to oh and zero, whatever. Zero and whatever. <laughs> I don't know what like we don't is. have We don't have, we don't have one. <laughs> Guam. We have Guam. Do we? No. We own it, sort of. <laughs> it's there. Right. We, we have a military installation on it. Like that's the only reason that North Korea hasn't put it in the fucking ocean yet. Go Guam! I'm, I'm on the pro Guam moment. Um, but seriously, no. We we have a zero in whatever record. Can we go to Guam without a passport? I don't know. We should do a trip to Guam. <laughs> Recording live from Guam. From Guam. Can we name a city in Guam? Anybody? No. <laughs> No, we can't. No, we cannot. <laughs> you can't either, right? No, okay, fuck okay. no. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's fun to say, though. Guam is just a fun word. I would um, love to go there. So they're constantly under the threat of North Korea losing their fucking mind and sending a nuke. So Right, but only to, because right. the nukes can't reach Los Angeles. Um, all right. So, bad week for the Trump crowd. So, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani are all getting buried with legal fees. Mike Lindell... Came, yes. Wait, wait a second. It's the fourteenth. Yeah. Is well, Trump back I, in power? I, I think I, I think he said it was supposed to happen at six p.m. So we saw time. I thought it was on the thirteenth, though. No, it was the fourteenth. Okay. It's August fourteenth. Right, well, so today. So we have we have. So three, Trump's, three and a half Trump hours is supposed to be reinstated around six o'clock today, um, and then this dude has bit off way more than he can chew. He's going to get murdered in well, civil court. I think Mike Lindell is he, it. The other day I was watching, like, something came across our Twitter feed, and he was doing an interview, shirt, tie, suit, jacket, outside at, like, a cafe, but he was wearing, like, boxer shorts. 
and it was well, him. That's how I dress now for work. So <laughs> well, it's just your style, like in general. Like he stole it from you, but it, like he was literally like at a cafe, shirt, tack, shirt, jacket, tie, doing an interview, talking about Trump, getting him reinstated, and this whole thing. But then he's like literally wearing like you know dress socks up to his dress socks, loafers, and the equivalent of boxer shorts. Maybe they were just like deck shorts. I don't know, but it was a bad look. Um, and Mike Lindell is, is, if he's not back on drugs, the damage that was done from his, you know, heavy drug days may be, you know, irreversible. Irreversible. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he and all these, and all these other folks that have made these crazy accusations are now getting sued to the tune of billions of dollars. Well, not just getting sued, right? Like, so they got sued and then they all, like, they all file a motion to get the case thrown out. And it failed. And it failed miserably. And not only did it fail miserably, like the judge lays out point by point. If you go through, um, you know, the judge goes and lays out like, look, I'm not throwing it out because there are valid arguments here as to how you, you know, defamed this company, cost them money. You know, I mean, some of the statements that between Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani that were being made, like Dominion had to go out and hire security to protect their employees because people were, you know, <laughs> calling in death threats and harassing them and threatening them. And, you know, that cost Dominion money. States deciding not to use their voting equipment because they were believing, you know, these lies that are being told by Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and Mike Lindell, all this stuff, which they all said, oh, we have proof for. And when they sue us, we'll have our day in court and we'll be able to dig in and we'll show you all the proof, right? And the judge is literally just like, hey, that time is right now, and it seems like you are short a whole bunch of proof, right? Like, so either you intentionally lied or you didn't care whether you were what you were saying was true or not. Either way, right? Like, those are part of the elements of defaming someone, right? Right? Sure. Like, so you've got a serious problem on your hands, and we're not throwing the case out, so you better Good get, the, you know, get the your check-writing hand ready. And... and uh... All those lawyers that you... Right, because... And then Sidney Powell even says in her motion, she's just like, there's no way that anyone could take me seriously as to what I was saying. That's right? an awesome defense, isn't it? Right, like, it's just like my... Her defense is everything that I was saying was bullshit. Everyone had to know it was fake. I mean, we were all just trying to get the... You know, it was a means to an end to get Donald Trump reelected, and it didn't work, so let's just kind of bury the hatchet. And the judge is saying, fuck you. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Young Frankenstein? Yes, Gene like, Hackman. Gene Hackman is in there. I mean, Gene I'm Wilder. sorry, Gene Wilder. Well, Gene Hackman is also in there, He is, he is, I, I, but I meant when, Gene Wilder. When Gene Wilder gets locked in with the, mo- with, with the Frankenstein monster, he's like, no matter how much I beg, no matter how much I scream, don't open this door, the door shuts, he's like, get me out of here, oh, can't you tell when someone's joking? <laughs> that, that is what they're doing right yes, now. Yes, that is exactly what they're doing, uh, <laughs> and it's not, and, and no one is opening the door for them. <laughs> no one's opening um, the door. You know, and, and look, I, I, I this is... You hope that this goes, you hope that this follows all the way through to the end. They get hammered, right? They just get hammered in this case, right? Like, I mean, and Dominion sued them for like a billion dollars, like each, um, which they're not going to pay. They're going to have to file for bankruptcy. But you hope then that this stops that from happening again. Right, like that's the point of this, right? Is yeah. to all right. Well, Look, even there's though, a consequence for being a right, crazy person, there, there, right? Like just the idea of, I mean, because this is what the Trump administration did in the end, right? And they they did it from the beginning, but they just got really crazy with it in the end. It was just like, look, we know certain things aren't true. We don't care. We're going to put these ideas and messages and narratives out there because in the end. There's not enough time and there's not enough money to defend it and eventually people will forget about it and move on. Who cares if it's not true? Who cares if it's not accurate? Let's just go with it. If it gets us the end that we want, great. If not, people will forget about it. And this is the court system saying, nope, we're not going to forget about it. There is a price to pay. There is a consequence for your action. And now you have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. This this is why it becomes... uh, important for the future like if you're going to make up nonsense and spew it for months and months and try to overturn our fucking government there will be consequences right i mean now this is also separate from the case against fox news oan newsmax right these these cases are separate and they are um uh, they're they're on they're for, they're on different grounds right like so what they're different first amendment issues with 
it'll be harder against Fox News, Newsmax, OAN. Not much, but it'll still be harder to kind of hammer them the way that they will be able to handle these individuals. Um, because uh, uh, Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani specifically are were working, you know, in the capacity, in legal capacity for the president, right? Like, so there's certain responsibilities that they had that they just said, "Fuck it, I'm ignoring." Uh, Mike Lindell, I, he wasn't even in a legal capacity. He's just some crazy dude who owns a pillow making company who decided that he was going to be the champion of all bullshit related to Trump. Right. Like, so his case isn't even that hard. Like, he should just have to pay everything that he owns. Um, the other two are still going to have to pay, but it's just a question of, of you know, how much responsibility lies on them and, and, and other things. It'll be a little bit different with the, with the major networks, though. I'll be curious because. Well, with uh, the networks. I can't call Newsmax and OAN major. Right. But, I mean, this is the kind of money that could take down something as big as Fox. Yep. I don't think it will. Mm. But. We will see. Speak, speaking of Fox, we both put up uh, post things on our Slack about Fox personalities. Um, I'll let you handle the Laura Ingram one because you put put that out there, and then I'll handle the Tucker Carlson one. So, do you watch the show Bar Rescue? You've seen it. I've seen it. I don't watch it okay. regularly, but I know what it is. I know the guy's a screaming maniac. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's the guy's name? John Tetford. Um, that's sure. So, he's on Laura Ingram's show, and. Um, you know what? Why don't we just play it for you? Economic professor, if you get $800 a week unemployment benefits and you live with a partner who also is getting $800 a week unemployment benefits, $1,600 a week, Laura, $83,000 a year for that household in unemployment benefits. The median income in America is only $63,000. We're incentivizing people to stay home. What if we gave that additional unemployment benefits to employers to incentivize people to go to work? Well, what if, what if we just cut off the unemployment? I mean... Hunger is, a, it, hunger is a pretty powerful thing. I don't mean physical hunger, because people who truly in, are in need need help. I'm talking about people who can work but refuse to work. But the government is, is literally putting anvils in many ways on people's shoulders, either through the mandates, regulations, and now through free money, which obviously we're all going to, the piper eventually has to be paid. Uh, John, yep. John, I want to ask you, though, about this, this idea of work-life balance. Because, look, no one wants to miss their kids growing up. No one wants to, you stay in the office your whole life, you, you, you never see your family. So I, that's really important. However, have we taken that a step too far when you think of, well, a lot of the millennials talking about, well, I need time for self-care. I don't know why I'm harping on that tonight, but the whole self-care movement is a little, I mean, my mother is not with us anymore, but she worked from the time she was 12 during the Depression. If she heard the self-care thing, I think her head would explode. <laughs> you know, I think that's right. Old I school. have a friend in the military who trains military dogs, Laura, and they only feed a military dog at night because a hungry dog is an obedient dog. Well, if we're... Okay. So a hungry dog is an obedient dog, Jim. Well, that's not disrespectful at all, Steve. I don't sure. Um, and that's actually not true. If you don't feed your dog, right? Like, I've, I've seen Game of Thrones. I know what happens. Right. Eventually. Like I mean, it's actually like I mean, like a dog will fucking eat you if it's hungry enough. Um, will eat its owner. So I don't think he really knows how that plays out. And like, yes, they only feed the military dogs at night, but they do feed those military dogs like plenty to sustain them because they're military dogs. It's not like they're only feeding them scraps. Um, and if you've ever seen a military dog, uh, they're they're very healthy. Yes, they are not right? lacking uh, in uh, considering what they have to do and 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 you know how they have to do it and the conditions that they're in. The dogs eat like the food that they consume is probably better than than what the people eat, and especially overseas. So he really didn't hit the <laughs> nail with that one. But you know, so the, the uh, plenty of takeaways from that from that uh, little segment from the Laura Ingram show on Fox News. Um, you know, the idea that, well, all right, well, we'll just cut unemployment benefits, right? Like, if you refuse to work, right, because there's just so many people out there refusing to work, um, then then that, that will solve the employment problem, right? Like, so this is all stemming from there are a number of bars. And look, we've seen it here in Cleveland. There are a number of bars in, in places with, uh, that, you know, in, in, like, the service industry and hospitality where they're, they're having trouble staffing. Yep. And the everyone is their big assumption is like, oh well, the unemployment benefits are so good 
that people are just decided that that's, that's the way to go, right? Like free money from the government. And I think, is there an element of that, right? Like there, is there an element of that that's impacting the, the workforce? Sure, probably. Um, is it substantial enough to the point where it's, it's the, it is the end-all be-all problem, which why these places can't get people back to work, no, nah, no, nah, I don't think so, right? Like, so, like, if you just take the hospitality industry and you just focus on bars, right? A bartender makes, what, 2 $3 an hour, and then the rest of it, they rely on tips. Right. And, like, the service industry is bouncing back, but it's still not quite where it's been. Um, and so, do you have a lot of people who are figuring out, like, man, I don't know, is it really worth it for me to go back and work at a bar, or is it maybe time for me to go get a big boy or big girl job um, that is a little bit more consistent, that is a little bit more reliable, that if I need to take time off, then I can't, right? Like, I mean... That it has benefits. That it has yep. benefits, and what we're seeing is is that there are other jobs out there that are now that we're paying minimum wage or barely above minimum wage that are being forced to pay more because... Like the unemployment thing was something that was keeping people out of the workforce. So now you have these other bigger companies with more stable forms of work and income and everything else with all those other benefits that are offering more money that don't require, you know, 10 years of experience and 42 degrees and all that other shit that you usually see. And so you're seeing people enter the workforce in different areas where hospitality and, and, and bars and all that stuff just don't have the same appeal, right? Like, so I don't know if we can sit here and blame unemployment benefits for the reason that the bar down the street can't get someone to bartend at their bar for $2 an hour hoping that the crusty old guy that smells like Marlboro Reds is going to tip her enough to pay her fucking rent. You know, I think we both know the, the real motivation for this argument by Laura Ingram and and, uh, and Tedford, whatever, yeah, bar rescue guy, um, is... Government must be bad. Government is always bad. So therefore, when the government is doing something that gives people money, they must vilify it and make it sound like it's the communist takeover, which is a card they've been playing plenty of. I mean, I've heard more people talk about communism in the last year who I guarantee you, if I asked them, what is that? They would have no fucking way to explain it. Right. I mean, there's plenty of people who can't explain communism or socialism and don't understand the impact of, of either don't understand how many socialist countries out there that exist fine that haven't fallen into despair and socialism. They will point to a country like Venezuela, and I will fight anyone tooth and nail verbally on Venezuela. Venezuela didn't collapse because of socialism. Venezuela <laughs> collapsed because the government decided that they wanted to be the world's biggest drug cartel. Right? Like, so when, when Chavez and company decided that it was more important for them to deal drugs than to actually, you know, serve the people, that became their number one problem. Right? It wasn't that it wasn't the it was system of social no. so it wasn't even dictatorship. It was just that they were just decided they wanted to be drug runners. Period. Right? Like there was no it's no form of government when you just decide instead of governing, you're going to sell cocaine. Right? Like that's like I think that's what, what, what form, form of government. fucking government is that, right? Like I mean, I get the fuck called, out of here. It's called the CIA and uh, <laughs> True. CIA just happened to be really good at it. Hugo Chavez and company, not so much. <laughs> We're not as good. So, so I just focus I, on your drug dealing skills is the is the solution that Steve step is your putting your game up. <laughs> right? If you're gonna do it, do it right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. So I, I threw something on our our uh, Slack account about Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson went after AOC when AOC was asked in an interview, you know, about January sixth, and she said. Um, that she feared being sexually assaulted. She said if they would have gotten to her, she was afraid that she would be attacked. And she is open about having been a survivor of sexual assault, so it's something that she's spoken about in the past. Tucker Carlson being the fucking... See, don't even tell me not to call him a douchebag, because he flat out said, why is it always about you? And he did it with a... Video, the, a still picture of her with her eyes bugging out, making her look like a crazy person. And I'm like, dude, you could not have missed this boat more with effort. A, people were attacking her. I am horrified to think what would have happened had she been in the Capitol building and been attacked by that mob. I had an argument with a, with a cousin a week ago 
who claimed, oh, nothing would have happened. Bullshit. They beat they, police officers, so what the hell do you think they, they were going to do to police officers, what would they have done to her? Right. right. And Tucker Carlson, back to what you said in the beginning of the show, if Don Lemon or Chris Cuomo or fill-in-the-blank CNN personality or MSNBC personality had said that, they would have been off the air in seconds and good. Right. And Tucker Carlson will be at nothing but more popular. Yeah, and I think that, you know, his whole stick is this, right? Like, his whole point yeah. is, like, he doesn't care whether you like what he says, agrees or not. He just wants you to acknowledge it, right? Like, the more you acknowledge it, then the more weight it gets. Now, there's a balance between acknowledging it, calling it out, but in the end, he doesn't care. And I'm not criticizing you one way or the other, right? Because it... If you and I ignore it, you still have millions of people that will acknowledge it one way or the other, right? Sure. Um, I can't. I, I I don't have the capacity to put any sort of emotion into it because the guy, like the guy, is just a scumbag, right? Like, I mean, he just he's doing this, knowing full well that he's spewing a bunch of bullshit, right? Like he's right up there with Sidney Powell and and Rudy Giuliani. He knows the things that he's saying are inaccurate. He knows that the things that he is saying are 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 you know, like morally, ethically not right and everything else, right? But to him now it's a game, right? It's it can't even be about money anymore, right? Like to him it's a game that he feels that he has to win. Um and and my my only solution is to tune him out, right? Like I, I, I won't see like if I see that he's trending for something, I I will look to see how bad it is this time. Right. Has he just come out and said that we should reinstitute slavery and that, you know, the Ku Klux Klan should be the official party of the United States? Oh, he hasn't said that yet. OK, um, because that's essentially what I had to check. Right, like, did he actually say that? Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying like that's that's what you're I'm waiting for the, you know, the most extreme and the most ridiculous, because I think a lot of the stuff that he says, there was a time maybe where much of his commentary was rooted in conservative thought. And while you may not necessarily agree with it, okay, if, it, if, if it's grounded sure. in fact and, and it's just a different way of looking, okay, fine. But this is mutated and morphed into something way beyond just being conservative. How, right? much, how much of it's filling a void? A void that was, I mean, they had Rush Limbaugh, is, they had Bill O'Reilly. This is more, I mean, this is, O'Reilly was, uh, uh, listen, O'Reilly was a dick. And we, we know O'Reilly was Mr. Touchy-Feely, say the wrong thing guy. Um, the, like when, that you like wash moves with a falafel, but uh, when, when you get ran out of Fox, right? Like, well, he got sued for millions. It eventually became too expensive to keep him. Exactly, but still, like when 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 Fox News gets rid of you because you're just too much of a creep and too much of a liability, that <laughs> is something. When a company run by Roger Ailes, exactly. <laughs> when when the Roger Ailes company says, "Look, man, we 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 can't keep you anymore because you are just." Uh, yeah. But but and Tucker Carlson from I don't a, I think this is more than fill, this is this is there, this wasn't a void. He created this. Like this is it's not filling a void. This okay, is his fine. Own shit. He, so he, he so he accepted the baton. Sure. Okay. He he, okay. he accepted the baton and ran away with it, right? And like, and you got to go crazy because if you just say, well, you know, maybe Nancy Pelosi isn't trying to murder every unborn child, that's not selling time. That's not selling ads. So he's got to go I mean, we don't even know anymore, right? Especially with Fox. Like, I mean, I don't even know if they have a reasonable person on the network. I mean, Juan Williams maybe left, um, and I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just I don't watch the network, so I don't. Chris I don't. Wallace is a sane human being who has their Sunday show. I, I actually watch his show almost every week. But and and part of my issue is with all these networks: MSNBC, CNN, Fox. They're all trying to outdo each other. With their, like, you know, like MSNBC, well, we're the most righteous and we care about the people, so we're going to hit you with all this stuff. And then they give you, you know, just swaths and swaths of people like Nina Turner. It's just like, Jesus Christ, okay, I can't watch this. Fox News, they're going to go the opposite direction, right? Like, so you get the Tucker Carlson's and all these people, right? And then they bounce it out with a Chris Wallace or Juan, Juan Williams, you know, like CNN, you got Don Lemon, you got Cuomo. And I like Cuomo, but I really don't like him on CNN, but I do like him on Sirius because it's just a, he's a different person right. there. Uh, so like I just I don't watch any of it, right? Like I just it's just, it's all garbage to me. Like the on TV, right? In terms of like getting stories, getting information, you know, I'll collect stories and information from anywhere, right? And then go through it and try to figure out if it makes sense, is it logical, is it is it based in reality? 
like all those sort of things, right? Like I don't, it, it could be, it could come from Fox, it could come from Breitbart, it could come from CNN, MSNBC, Slate, uh, uh, Axios, whatever. Like yeah, there's so many different sources out there. I, I don't think you should limit yourself. But when it comes to TV, and we know that what's on TV is clearly just entertainment and opinion, and most of it is to just draw viewers in and to get people talking get one clicks. way or another. Yep. Right, like whether you agree or right. disagree, you're talking about them. So those are no longer sources of news for me. That's that sources of information. That's people spew. Now it's unfortunate because what they're doing creates news, right? Because a Tucker Carlson or a Laura Ingram, like they put these really terrible narratives out there, and then people believe them and they run with them, right? So then you and I end up getting into fights on the street with fucking random crazy people who have taken an idea from Tucker Carlson and decided that they're going to resolve all the problems right there on the street. It, you know, or, or in a bar or whatever yeah. it might be. And like, like that's where it directly impacts you. But in terms of our show, what we do, and just for my own information, like like I said, I'll look for information anywhere, but I will also go back and vet it, right? And some of it turns out, even if they want it to be true, I will still go back and vet it. And I'll be like, ah, oh, this isn't what I want it to be. And so I'm not going to sit there and report it as or put it on this show or, or even talk about it as, as fact or viable because it's bullshit, even if I like the idea of it. And, 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 and specific to Tucker Carlson, his defense in court was anyone who listens to me should know I'm full of shit. His network said that. Uh, I thought his did. No, no, no. Fox News said that. Fox, the, net, the network the said The lawyer that. for the network? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Either Sidney way. Powell is the one who said, there's nothing that, <laughs> right. you, there's no reason you should believe what I'm saying because I'm crazy. All right. Um, I want to move on to a story. This is just because we, we've talked about it a lot of um, uh, civilians being shot by police officers and stories of that nature. And I saw this one, a Texas police officer, um, Logan Barr, 23-year-old police officer from Forest Hill, Texas, was how, charged. How, wait, how old was he? 23. Jesus. He shot and killed Michael Lee Ross, who was 32. Michael Lee Ross was accused of um, stabbing his girlfriend to death. And I read the story, and I'm like, it said, well, the you know the he's been, the officer's being charged. And I was reading the story, thinking, I don't think this is right. It said it was, you know he was 20 feet away from the man that he shot and killed, but the man had a knife. And I'm my thought is, okay, I'm flat ground. If you're threatening me with a knife and you're 20 feet away. If you make an aggressive move towards me, that's not unreasonable for me to respond with, with force, and in this case, deadly force. Then I read the rest of the story. Okay. He was in a creek bed, like 20 feet below the guy, with a muddy embankment that he would have had to run up. Wait, oh, wait, the guy? So the, the police officer was at the top, uh, and then yes, the guy, the guy was, was fled to a creek bed. He's in the bottom of a creek bed. He did have a knife, but he was literally in a trying to get up a, or if he was trying to would have been having to get up a wall dude all you mud. had to do was kick him down right yeah <laughs> okay so here's here's my <laughs> issue okay so so <laughs> so if the guy stabbed his girlfriend to death like I so this is my yeah, thought like I, and and it's not right but my thought is I'm okay with this right like but but now I'm acknowledging that's not right and that's not okay um <laughs> but if he's right. below you, like he's below you twenty feet, and he's got to climb up a muddy embankment okay. to We're get to you. We're both dicks for fighting this funny, but right. I'm fighting it funny. Like, what the fuck did you really need to shoot him for? Right? Like you, like you had the advantage. Like you could actually, you could have actually made this guy so his life so much worse because he could have climbed up and then you literally just kick him down. <laughs> right? And you could have played that game for a while. <laughs> Right, like as long as he was willing to play it, and then when he like goes to run away, then like you shoot him or whatever. I don't know. I, I you just don't shoot he, people running away typically. But, uh, but well, uh, look, I, I, I guess it's one thing from like, and this isn't right. Like I, I know my thought process isn't right on this, and I'm no angel. Um, innocent people, I have a serious issue with, and even guilty people. Right, if you're guilty of a crime, I think you deserve a day in court. The police aren't judge, jury, and executioner. Period. Right. Great. That's 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 what you say. That's the you know marketing yeah, that, label, the standard look, yeah. right? But underneath, it's like mm, stabbed your girlfriend. You sound like you're kind of crazy. You're pretty irredeemable. I'm okay with putting around through your head. Not gonna lie. 
Um, but you at least got to make it seem like you let know, him a get bullet. to the top of the grid. right, and so, like like just let him get all the way up to the top, create a little bit of space, and then you shoot him. Well, you don't shoot him while he's down there. First That's of all, fucking crazy. Crazy. And again, I'm, I'm, it was just for me the funny part of the story. Like I'm being. I mean, a man person. lost his life. It's not, it's funny. not funny. But at the but, same, I mean, like here's the thing, buddy. Also, you down there in the embankment, don't stab your girlfriend with a knife thirty times, and maybe we don't find ourselves in this situation. True. But police I mean, officer, like you your can't job is do that. Right, like your job is not to execute people on demand just because. Um, and I don't, I don't, I highly doubt the guy thought that he was a threat. I think the guy shot him because he didn't like him. And you got a 23-year-old hothead who, you know. Yeah, maybe. I, just, I, I, I I'm, to, to me, the story caught my mind because um, you know, I started reading it and saying, oh, this sounds like this officer is being treated unfairly. Well, and, it's, oh, and it goes, no, to, maybe it, and it goes to narrative, right? And reporting and how sure. stories are reported and the way headlines are written. And, Absolutely. And knowing, and now we have a media that is fully aware that people aren't reading the stories. Right, they're the fully truth. aware that yep. more a majority of the people aren't reading the stories. They're looking at the headline, and they know that everything is about the headline. And if they really, you know, and and they're conscious of it, and they recognize that they have a power to kind of drive people a certain direction, right? And so they are willing to put information in a headline in a way that doesn't tell an accurate picture of what the story is. Right. The headlines are to get the click. Right. The headlines are to get the click, which they don't, but I mean, and that's all they care about. And then you go and you read the story and like, none of this tracks, none of this makes sense compared to the headline. Right. But they don't give a fuck because you clicked. Yep. Right. And they're going to keep doing it. And, and, and I don't know what the solution is. I mean, you could stop clicking, but then all of a sudden those, these stories with these bullshit headlines are allowed to exist. And so I think what you have to do is you have to click on the headline. You have to read the story you have to call these different media outlets out when it's bullshit. And even if it doesn't do anything in terms of how they do it, I think the message still needs to be put out there that, look, don't just go off the headline, read the story, don't let them decide for you, right, what, what happened, right? Like, at least hope that the reporter, like, okay, maybe they put up this sketchy headline, but hopefully they actually put an accurate story in there for you to read, and then determine what it is, right? Like, I mean, and that's like literally like the the first half step of vetting is like actually reading the whole story, right? And then you go through and you find other sources and try to compare and see if you can make sense out of it. But we got to get people to a point where they're at least clicking and then reading to see the whole story. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> it won't happen. I'm not optimistic. <laughs> I'm not optimistic either, but it's worth it. All right. Uh, you, so you brought up something about uh, Ware County, Georgia. Um, COVID yeah. outbreak is bad. It's it's. So uh, they've been in school for like less than two weeks, and they had to shut everything down in this county, in this specific county, because they had so many infections and people on quarantine and teachers and students. Like they like they opened school. They said no mask and we're not no vaccines. It's just everybody free and we trust our immune system and it's all great. Fuck Corona and fuck the libs. We own you. You get into school less than two weeks. All right, everybody's sick, <laughs> and we got to shut everything down. We're still not saying mask, and we're still not pushing vaccines, but we can't have school because literally everyone has COVID. So that's where they're at. And they're it's infecting the young crowd. I mean, that's the whole argument against um, you know. Jim, we're gonna skip what you're about to say because I'm gonna say this. It is a fucking virus. We knew this was going to happen, right? What are viruses? They are things that will attack you. They will learn how to attack you better when they jump to the next person, right? And they continue to jump and they figure out weaknesses. They start with the weak, who are the old and the frail and the people with all these comorbidities, the people with the weakest immune systems. And then what happens? The, the virus spreads and it goes to people that are a little bit stronger and it learns how to attack them. And then it goes to other people who are even more stronger. And then it goes to young people who have these great immune systems. And then it takes down everybody. That's a fucking virus. That's science. That's how it works. That's how it's worked for forever. We knew that's how it works. So you get a vaccine. Does a vaccine pr protect you 100%? No, it's like a bulletproof vest. Like it's pretty good at protecting you, but you can still take a headshot and die, right? But you still wear the bulletproof vest because it's better than fucking nothing, right? It's not 100%, but it's pretty good, right? So you wear the bulletproof vest. And if you don't, you are exposed to getting shot and getting killed a lot easier than if you don't have it. Vaccine is your bulletproof vest. Not 100%, but it's pretty good. Other side effects? I don't know. 
Right. I just don't. Right. Right. Like I haven't talked about this a lot last week. Right. Like I mean, I haven't had any to this point other than initially, and then for the most part, it's not affecting people. There are some small, but you got to weigh the numbers. You got to do the ratios now. There's other things about like long-term effects. Does it does it does it affect sterility or your virility or your ability fertility and all other shit? I don't know, but I'm I also for me me specifically here yep. I don't care, <laughs> right? Like make me as sterile as you want to make me. It doesn't fucking matter. I took care of that before. You, you've, you've, right? you've talked about getting the snip. But if somebody else, right? Like my cousin Maya here, if she's worried about fertility later down the road, then I could see if she decided that she didn't want to take it, I'd be like, all right, fine, right? Like that makes sense yeah. for you until we figure it out. Sure. But understand what this thing is. Understand the thing that you're up against and understand the thing that you have to protect you. Neither one of them is good, right? Because I've got a sketchy government. I've got a sketchy pharmaceutical industry, right? That have a really you? shitty history of being honest and pumping shit out that they shouldn't pump out, right? And then having to go back and pull shit off the shelves and all that other stuff, right? With not, not to mention Tuskegee and not to mention Guam and all this other stuff. Like, we have that. But then I've got a virus, and I know how viruses work. Right? And, and, and we've seen it, and we've seen how this one works, and it's not getting nicer, it's getting meaner. Right? It's going from Peter Parker, and now we're transitioning from Venom into fucking Carnage. Get it? Right? Like, so if you don't want to take it, you don't want to take a vaccine, fine. You don't want to wear a mask, fine. Understand, you're going to have to deal with Carnage, and, and I got nothing to, I, I, I'm not helping you. Right? I'm not giving up shit for you. I'm not co- contributing to your GoFundMe. I'm not doing any of that shit. It is what it is. You had your chance. You made your choice. Now you got to live with it. We, we as a society had a... I, I cannot stop thinking about this. And I know this is fucking useless. But if we back in March of 2020 just literally said, we're going to lock everything down for a month. No one's going anywhere. No one's getting McDonald's. No one's doing whatever. We're just shutting it down. Would this have gone away? I no, don't know. I, I, I don't know, because New Zealand did that. New Zealand locked everything down, and New Zealand is New Zealand off the fucking coast of Australia. Nobody's... Right? And they're still having no, problems. I think, I mean, New Zealand's a funny I mean, New, Z- New Zealand is... They're not nearly as bad as anyone else, and to them, like, if they've got 10 infections, that's, you know, nine and a half too many. But, I mean, I, I think you... The idea of being able to lock everything down and to completely shut it down, I think, is just... I don't know if it's possible because we are such a a, 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 a fluid society. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. we move so much that it's just and it's so ingrained into us how we operate that I'm just not sure that you would ever be able to get enough compliance for that to work. And so, if you're not going to be able to isolate people, then you had to come up with something that could protect them, not a hundred percent, but could protect them to a degree, like a vaccine. And you have to get people to buy in without bringing in fucking Bill Gates and every fucking weird-ass conspiracy theory in the world, right? Like, sometimes a vaccine is just a fucking vaccine, right? Like, I mean... Well, first of all, we all had to get vaccinated as kids. Yeah, but, I mean, the, then the, the, argument, the argument against that is that those vaccines were tested for 5, 10 years. Okay, that's, that's not right? and it, unfair. And, and look, it, it's valid, like, and, and I've said this a million times, I don't know what the fuck they put in my arm. They put it in my arm twice. I don't know what it does, was. It made me feel like shit the first time and the second time. I had different effects that, it, that, didn't, that other people didn't have. Like, there's plenty of reason for people to be wary. I get it. But all I'm saying is this is what we're up against. You got two choices, right? You trust your super-duper immune system, cool, great, right? Like, there's a lot of people in 1918 with the Spanish flu that really trusted their immune system, and it did not work out for them. We went through this with the plague, right? People were just like, oh, they didn't have a vaccine for the plague. The plague wiped out a third of humanity. Right. A third, right? Like, so, I mean, you like, look, you want to fuck with the numbers. Like, we can fuck with numbers all day, right? You can go through and talk about all these other things that didn't have vaccines. Like, they wiped out, like, large chunks of the human fucking race, Right, like, so if that's your, like, it's funny because people say, oh, well, this is Bill Gates and it's population control. It's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy because you motherfuckers are dying at a clip where we don't need population control because most of you are going to die before you procreate anyway. So who the fuck cares? We don't need Bill Gates to slip anything into us because this thing is going to wipe you out anyway. I mean, if you look at the overall number, it's over 600,000 dead Americans. I think 4 million worldwide. 4 million people is the population of... Look, Our ten- if we keep on the same pace, you got 1,200 people dying every two days. That's 9-11 happening every fucking week. Right. I don't know what the fuck else to tell you. 
Yeah. It's 9-11 happening every other... Like, so if you're cool with that, okay, then then you're cool with it. Then, I, I mean, then that's just where we're at. And, I mean, I'm literally, we're at, like, listen, like, we're, we, a third of the country, like, strongly, like, uh, there's a third of the country that I, I, I'm not 100% sure are bought in that COVID's even real. I right? wish, like, I, wish and, I could push back and, on and, that. And, and maybe the number's not quite that high, but you've got a number of people who don't believe that COVID's real. And then you've got an, a bigger number than that who believe that the vaccine is, they've got a million things against it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so that's what you're up against. So at the end of the day, I think at some point, at some point, like I and look, I don't begrudge people who don't want to take the vaccine. I'm just telling you, like you, you got two options: either take it or don't. Right? Neither are great, but if you don't, then then you got to deal with the consequences. And the consequences, like this, is literally life or death. And you may say, "Oh well, I got a 98% chance of survival." I mean, okay, here I'm going to take two skittles, right? I'm going to take a hundred skittles. I'm going to take two of them. And I'm going to dip them in cyanide, right? And then I'm going to mix them all in the box, mix them all, and put them up in the bowl. Right? Chances are you're not going to pull one out with cyanide. You're going you're gonna to eat a Skittle out of that bowl? Of course not. You sure? Uh, well, I like Skittles a lot. So do I. They're I really fucking good. love them. They're, they're and great. you put them in Sprite? <laughs> oh, my God. I've never put Sco- I used Skittles. To do something, I used to do something really ridiculous. I used to like put Skittles in Zima. You have lost so much respect for me right That's now. That's fine, because it was amazing. <laughs> Nothing... Plus Zima equals amazing. Yeah, Skittles and Zima. Skittles and Zima. All right, man, uh, we should wrap this up real quick, though. I tried to do it with Smirnoff, but the amount of sugar literally made me throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Football's back, man. Football is back. I've seen the Steelers play twice in preseason, and I was actually in Youngstown for their preseason game the other night, and my buddy is just like, hey, it's preseason, and your level of intensity is about five notches too high. And I'm like, "That's, that's fair. Right, that's fair. I'm really excited. I'm like, this is gonna be an interesting year. I think the AFC is so loaded. Yeah. I mean, as a Bills fan, I'm excited. The Steelers, the Browns, the Chiefs, the Titans, the, the Chargers, Ravens. Yeah. Ravens. I mean, it's uh, and then there's Tom Brady and what's left of the NFC. Uh, and I guess Green Bay and what else? Uh, I don't know. Right, like, and that's. I mean, there's a lot of question marks, right? Because you had a lot of teams that were. Like, the whole NFC East was bad last year, but yes. that was a lot of injury. That was just a lot of, you know, a lot of those coaches are out of there. So it'll be interesting to see who kind of shakes out, who's gotten better. Um, you know, and you have a lot of that across the league. There's a lot of new faces in terms of coaches. Um, you know, we're not recycling as many coaches as we used to, so it's good to see some, some new blood in the, in, the coaching, in the coaching line in the NFL. Um, a lot of just really talented young players to watch in their, you know, either in their rookie year, second, third year, um, a lot of good young quarterbacks. So like the NFL is going to be, I think, really exciting per usual and intriguing. Um, you know, obviously I'll be watching every second uh, of the Steelers and then I still got my fantasy football that I'm completely, you know, addicted to. So that'll be in the yeah. mix as well. What's, 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 what's bothering me is I'm talking to a lot of Bills fans and they're thinking, well, we got to the AFC Championship last year. Next year, we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, there's a lot of hurdles to get over before you yeah, get there. Yeah, I mean, and the, and the thing is, so like, much you, you got to stay healthy, right? um, which is which is just hard to do. Um, I've seen a couple potential Super Bowl runs for the Steelers derailed by just injury. Um, you know, you, you you need you just need luck, man. I mean, everybody in the NFL is fucking good. Even the worst team, you got a lot of really good players, and so sometimes you're going to need the ball to bounce your way. And I think the Bills got a decent amount of that last year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so um, it's just, it, it'll be really interesting. I, 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 I contend this. This is my one big prediction that I'm selling across the board to everyone. I'm just saying. Right. If the Steelers, as a team, finish top 15 in rushing, 15 or higher, they will be in contention for the Super Bowl second week of the playoffs. Just telling you. And, and my logic is sound. If you have to defend the run with Pittsburgh, right, you have to defend the run, meaning you got eight guys in the box, in the box you've got to bring somebody down. That means that you have to decide that you can only double cover one guy. So are you going to double cover Claypool? Probably because he's your most dangerous down, downfield threat. That leaves Juju one-on-one. That leaves Deontay. Uh, uh, Why don't I want to say Deontay Wilder? <laughs> I don't, because he's going to fight De- Washington, right? Yeah, no, Johnson. J.J. is Washington. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 
Um, and then you've got Ebron at tight end, and then we drafted a tight end who they're not showing in preseason because he's an absolute monster. Right, he's Gronk, but a little bit smarter and probably a little bit bigger. Like no, no bullshit. Right. Like, but like I, I know that's funny to say Gronk is dumb. Gronk's football IQ is actually amazingly high. You're right. And this guy's football IQ is also amazingly high. And he's enormous, and he's got giant hands, and he can literally catch everything. It's amazing. So I think that the Steelers, like their passing game, and like look, everyone wants to make their jokes about Ben being old, but listen. Been through for 500 yards in the playoff game that they lost last year. He just happened to throw five interceptions as well. For every 100 yards, he got an interception and a free touchdown. Apparently, that was the giveaway. But, like, the issue isn't whether Ben can do it. It's can you do the things around him that allow him to do what he does best. If they do that, I'm just telling you a lot of people are going to be upset. And I will dance on your graves and drink your blood from a skull. Okay, that wasn't violent or whatever at all. That was actually really bad. Um, Sorry. In week one, the Steelers will be talking about this coming up. Uh, Are we going to do the show in Buffalo? Because we're going to be there. You know what? Yes. Let's do that. Okay. We, we live from Buffalo. Buffalo. Orchard Park. We're, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. All right. On that note, we're done. Unless you've got something else to throw in there. Toodles. We're out. <laughs>